One. Yay! <laughs> so we value transparency, Dominique, on this fake television show. Do we? we value anything else. Yes. Yes, we okay. do. I want to expose our audience to two truths behind the scenes. Number one, um, you are soaring on oh. cocaine. No, sorry, caffeine. <laughs> caffeine right now. You are soaring on caffeine. Man, caffeine is a drug, kids. In case you did not know it, man, you have a little too much of it. Woo! Make for good content. The second, the second truth is that you needed that injection because you have been arguing and yeah. talking about Jeff Saturday all day. And when we talked about this on the conference call, you were exhausted. But I'm glad to hear that you have your energy back. And I want to know like what you're still tired by and what we really should get to because I have not talked to anybody about this. And you Shout out Bean Water, baby! <laughs> all right, so I'm very exhausted um, by all of the conversation around the fairness of this, which it's not fair, I guess, fair is the wrong word. It's important that we bring this up anytime we're talking about it, because we should not allow this moment to go by without pointing out how like, it's it feels unfair to all coaches. And I know we focus on the minority coaches in this situation, but it feels unfair to all coaches to have somebody like Jeff Saturday, someone whom I actually love. Like he's a right. real close friend of mine, someone who I went through um, CBA negotiations with, and he's one of the people I trust more than anyone in this world. But that mm. bias that I harbor inside me, I have to try to set it aside and honestly look at what happened. And he got the job because his homeboy owned the team. And he doesn't have any coaching experience. And I, I don't blame him. Like, if somebody called me and say, hey, want to head coach a football team? I'll pay you something with two commas in it. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I'll deal with the criticism that comes along with it. And to be fair, I also think that Jeff will do a great job. He has a lot to learn. And I think mm. Jim Ursay put him in a tough situation because not only does he have to learn about being a head coach, he has to rebuild – or not rebuild. He has to build relationships – not only with the players, but with the coaches who he leapfrogged over. over. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. if you haven't been following all the intricate details of this story, there are two guys on the staff who were head coaches in the league before. They now work for Jeff Saturday. There is also Reggie Wayne on the staff who was active coach on the staff who has a resume that's just as yep. impressive as far as a playing resume is concerned. That's yes. just as impressive, impressive as Jeff Saturday. He jumped over him, too. So I suspect that all these guys are going to say the right thing and they probably will behave the way you would expect expect them to behave, but they're a freaking human. There has to be some part of them that's like, what the hell? And yeah, well, that's the part I'm yeah. tired of talking about. So I just laid it all out there. Ask some questions. Make me talk about it some more, please, Pablo. You're you're more than more than getting some questions here. I'm going to ask you several. And by the way, the Colts are effectively dead. They're three, five, and one. They're terrible. Um, this is not a good job. But I find this all interesting because it's kind of isolating and controlling some variables. We're making the general conversation about hiring in the NFL, which I know you care about, which we talk about all of the time. We're making it intimate and real, and we're testing some of our principles, right? Because on the one hand, Jeff Saturday is a guy with zero. I mean, zero college or pro games on his coaching resume. He coached in high school, to be fair to him. Mm -hmm. But the race aspect of this, Dominic, I just want to spell that out very clearly. Right. What does not bother you about this hire, given that this logically on the internet seems like a thing that should, absent the relationship and the friendship and the love, it should allegedly bother you? 
Oh, no, I, don't get me wrong. It is bothersome. It represents all the things that are wrong with this process. It's Jim Irsay. It's Jim Irsay represents the same decisions that so many other owners make as they hire someone who they whom they are comfortable with rather than hiring based on qualifications. And to be completely transparent with you, I don't mind the out of the box thinking that would lead you to believe that someone like Jeff Saturday would be successful. I just also recognize that when you step outside of the box, what you're thinking, it's rare that black people bene will benefit from that. I also do find it very like Sean McVay is an example of it. Cliff Kingsbury's example of it. Staley's an example of it. These are all guys who hadn't like necessarily paid their dues type of guys in the ways yep. that you expect them to. And then they got jobs. Some of them succeed, some of them fail. So I don't think that it's a terrible idea. I just think that this is a perfect like distillation of what's wrong with the decision-making process. I also find it a little bit hilarious that a lot of white coaches feel like black coaches right now. <laughs> where you're sitting around like, I've done more than this. <laughs> like, I, I've had more success than this guy. And now how he get the job? Oh, because he friends with the owner. Like, it just it's a little part of me that's like, <laughs> well, yes, you see, is, by the way, but this I, I that's a amazing point. But it also sort of sheds light on what every it, it sheds light on the complexity of hiring fundamentally right because yeah. something that we want to make hiring all of the time is a systemic thing to deconstruct and to impose our principles on and to improve systemically right but in the end it's always some <laughs> hiring some guy that he likes <laughs> right like fundamentally it's yeah. always down to one guy making a choice and picking somebody and the reasons we want to be ethical and principled and fair and and open to all of the diverse possibilities in sports and in life but it's always about one guy saying this is the call that's the right one right now yeah i mean we're human we have relationships i'm gonna root for the colts harder than i've ever rooted for a team that i am not affiliated with because like i mentioned before i love jeff and i want him to succeed and i want him to be happy but i cannot pretend like what happened is not unusual and i as i mentioned before i don't mind it being unusual i just would like the unusual to be like consistently applied so um i do want to look at the like his potential in this situation because this yeah is, i'm curious oh, about hold that. on one, one more Seriously. thing before i get to that is this is also a black job like this is the job that you normally give the black no, coaches this is, like, that, this is the job why, yeah, yeah this is like we don't even get to trash ones anymore like these are the jobs that you normally see that you put the interim coach like I feel like Terry Rubisky is like the poster child for like interim coach who's never actually going to get a real opportunity. But um, now we're giving those to like media members now. So black coaches on well, staff can't even get that. But uh, we, we will we will talk about the media aspect of this, I think, in a second here. But right. you mentioned that this job is unbelievably hard because the team is so bad because the owner is a guy who is willing to make this sort of a hire which is sort of an indictment in the same sort of handshake yeah. that you're getting a compliment in um but the potential of jeff saturday who all of the smart people i like at espn love yeah. <laughs> what should we know about what he is walking into and what he could do once he gets there so I think we already know that it's going to be an uphill battle because of the talent situation or not even a talent situation, the situation with the way the roster is constructed, which is on Chris Ballard, who's the general manager, who's still there. Um, and also an owner who seems to be uh, erratic in his decision making, because like, remember, 
He approved the Carson Wentz edition, and then he ran Carson Wentz out. <clears throat> Excuse me. He approved the Matt Ryan edition, and then he forced them to bench Matt Ryan for a player that none of us think is successful, which has or none of us think can be successful, which led people to think, oh, maybe he's tanking. Then he goes so, and hires a guy who doesn't have experience coaching, which also leads people to think, oh, maybe he's tanking. So I guess while also while also warring. With Dan Snyder, yes. right? Like, there are levels to what's happening in Jim Irsay's life right Man, now. Jim Irsay is having himself a year, boy. <laughs> he is closing out the year strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for, for Dan Snyder. I'm firing everybody. I'm giving Ellinger his shot. So, yeah. Heat checks. Uh, a yeah. series of heat checks from Jim Irsay. Just half-court shot after half-court shot. He's not even waiting for the shot clock to wind down. <laughs> so, um, it depends on how you measure Potential, success. Yeah his uh jeff saturday's ability to, to succeed one thing i know about jeff is he's gonna run the ball that's uh, there are a few things i think after his family and maybe god running the ball <laughs> is a core tenant in his life so look out the holy raiders. trinity yeah yes. raiders put 11 in the box trust me they're gonna run it on first and 10 <laughs> all right so all that aside i guess success is based on expectations so the expectations for Jeff are very low and should be very low. This team is not without talent. They were my pick to win their uh, division before the season started. They were a lot of people's choice. Good pick. Yeah, <laughs> terrible pick. A lot of people's choice last year to uh, to make – they were like the, the stealthy – uh, Super Bowl choice, like they're going to sneak into the playoffs and give people hell because they got a great offensive line, a great running attack, and Carson Wentz can get hot and uh, talented defense. They add uh, – well, then last year they ended up losing to Jacksonville and not even getting in the playoffs. And then this year they add Matt Ryan and Gilmore, another defensive piece, and you're like, oh, well, they're lining this thing up again to make a run, and it's all falling apart. So there's a chance that Jeff could have some success that would surprise people. Uh, because a lot of the infrastructure, there's not enough enough time to change the things that are happening around there. Like, it's not going to be a fair assessment of Jeff Saturday, NFL head coach. But there's something to be said for what Foundation Frank Reich has already instilled because that's, like, essentially they're going to just be behaving the same way they would if Frank was still there, except now they have a – bigger frank there on the sidelines with much prettier eyes making these decisions he has piercing blue eyes and oh. he's also a lot smaller than he used to be but alabaster wants to be bigger than he's been in this conversation so what well your talk about expectations made me think about something who has more pressure on him this weekend Jeff Saturday or Josh McDaniels? Because if Josh McDaniels loses to Jeff bleeping Saturday he's the worst coach ever That's amazing Oh, and he's he's the coach who he's the reason why Frank Wright got hired because he accepted That's right. he accepted the Colts <laughs> job and then backed out of that and then they were scrambling. What for, what a white guy move, oh by the way. Gosh. Not to make it super yes. super on the nose, but like the idea that I have so many jobs. I don't even want the job that you offer me, I want the one that I had before because I got a better job promised to me secretly, allegedly. He had a failed stint in um Denver. And then was still a highly coveted head coach. So coveted that he was like, give me that. No, I don't want that. Take it back. I'm going to wait around for, <laughs> for something better. And now he's out here ruining things in uh, uh, Las Vegas. And my God, I want nothing more than Jeff's, Jeff Sunday to pull it off. <laughs> so 
the other part of this conversation that makes me laugh very hard is the idea that it is a real pipeline that we got, Dominique, oh. from your television screen right into the jobs that really matter. And I came into this job as, you know, journalist guy. And I was always like, man, these people hiring, they clearly know stuff that we never would in the media. And all I get from observing how sports works lately is they watch TV it's the, and, I mean, they, and they want to hire the people that appear in their magic box. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, there are guys like Jeff and like Lewis Riddick's name comes up a lot. And I put all that aside. One thing that I know is being on TV carries a huge amount of like cachet. And I was yes. surprised. I got out of the league Same. and I worked really hard to get into business school and go to business school because <laughs> I thought that if I walked around and told people that I had a Harvard MBA, it would get me the credibility that I wanted outside of being an athlete. I did that. It helped a little bit. And then I like fell ass backwards into being on TV. I cannot tell Buddy. you the number of opportunities <laughs> that come my way because something about being on the magic box makes people think that you are like, I don't know. It just, if it, I could, if I could, can we fusion dance right now? Because that is literally the story of my life. Just like what you think matters in the world of sports credibility is being inside the magic box. Yeah. And who, who else, who else is, who else is following him? Do we got, we got names or the, uh. Yeah, I mean, apparently, rumor is real. Yeah, are we? Uh, what are we? What are we? Are we hush tones in this? What's happening? I, I mean, here? so like, the rumor is that. Uh, are you that, getting hired? Is the, what's happening? The rumor is that Orlovsky is going to go over and be like offensive coordinator or something. Um, my guess is that's ridiculous because Jeff is an interim coach. He's not going to build out a staff. Like maybe if he finishes out the year and they hire the hire him full time, then he can build out a staff. Maybe uh, Dan will be a part of that staff, but he's not going to like drop his TV gig and go over there to do this right now. I don't, I don't see how that works. You talk about resentment. They mad at Jeff. If Jeff starts filling out the rest of the room with TV personalities, like what role will you play? I, I, well, first of all, I, I will coach special teams. Fine. Twist my arm. I'll do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm tempted to give you a special teams quiz, but I don't want to ruin your credibility. You'd be a great I, 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 I'd, I'd bust that wedge. There you go. Wedges have been outlawed in the NFL for many years now. So we took this opportunity to build out the coaches, uh, the Colts coaching staff. So we're uh, thinking Rex Ryan, defensive coordinator. Well, okay. let Orlovsky be the that's offensive an actual, coordinator. That's an actual coach. Okay. Yep. This is a lukewarm got, take so far. We've got Foxworth coaching cornerbacks, Ryan Clark coaching safeties. I, would, I don't got, accept. We've got Randy Moss actually playing wide receiver for the team because um, he's an upgrade over Paris Campbell as number two. Oh, you're actually trying to build a staff. Okay, yeah. you've got RG3 yeah. playing quarterback. This is not, not nearly as much fun. The Colts. I thought you were going to make a joke yeah. out of it. You took it seriously. What's going on? And first of all, I'm not coaching cornerbacks. You give me all the DBs or nothing. I'm out of here. <laughs> Otherwise, Chris Russo's taking that job. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I think that we somehow made that topic that I've been beating all day feel alive for a moment. Thank you, Pablo. And also, thank you, Bean Juice.